0: Welcome to the Lessons Learned podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to this episode of Lessons in Resilience. Today, I'm interviewing the incredible Monique Bryan. Monique is a cancer survivor, an entrepreneur, and coach. And when you meet her, you're just going to feel the joy come off of her. She emanates joy, she emanates light, and she has so much to teach us today. So I'm so excited for us to dive in with Monique. Yes, I'm so excited for us to be having this conversation today for this Lessons in Resilience series as I've learned more about your story, you truly are the epitome of a resilient being. And I was reading more about you and the way that you described the purpose and clarity that came after mm-hmm. your cancer diagnosis and through the process of your survival of cancer mm-hmm. is just so powerful. Can you share what that was like for you and what, that, what clarity came to you when, when that diagnosis hit just shortly after your 36th birthday? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, the clarity that comes, I, I was saying this today, I was like, it, it, the cancer diagnosis was the best and the worst thing that could have happened. The worst because I would never wish it on anybody. However, I don't know how else I would have gotten the clarity I got had it not been as dramatic as it was, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we need to get hit in the face in order to move towards our dream right? So for me, it was going through, you know, I went through eight rounds of chemo, 21 rounds of radiation surgery. And, you know, I was one of the lucky ones who did get to keep my breasts. But, you know, I have many friends who did not. But while I was going through chemo, um, it because it takes you out of the game in a way I'd never experienced. Uh, and there's no way to describe a uh, chemotherapy to anyone who's never had it, right? Like, I don't know how to explain feeling like someone kicked you down the stairs and then ran over you with a Mack truck for an extended (laughs) period of time where you just can't move, think or function. But while I was laying there, I remember thinking like, if God gets me out of this, like if I have a second chance, I am not going to waste it. I said, there was no way, all of the little things I took for granted before simple things like going outside, driving to the grocery store, walking around without losing all of your breath, you know, like, at the time, I wasn't even able to put on makeup. I was so sensitive to, and I love me my makeup. <laughs> I could barely wear clothes because I was getting these hot flashes that would, like, make me want to pull my clothes off in the street. So, like, all these little things I took for granted, I was, like, having this new appreciation for every single moment, every single thing. And I said, you know, if I get out of this, I said, there's, I am going to make it my mission to push other people towards the same. Like, I don't want them to have to hear the words, you have cancer, in order to move. Mm. Wow.
0: I, um... That was my
1: realization. Yeah, I resonate back.
0: so deeply because I am also a fellow cancer survivor. Cancer sister! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, in my case, I didn't need chemo, or chemo and radiation would have exacerbated the type of cancer that I had, radiation specifically, so it was just surgeries. Not mm-hmm. just, but you know what I mean. I um, know what you mean. But it truly is just like, there's nothing quite like that slap in the face and that experience, but on the other side, when you, like, for me, I had, like, a post-cancer depression for a long time, and it was just, like, this mm. haze over me that took me a long time to move through, because there was that self-doubt about, like, why did I get survivor's guilt? Why did I get to have a, quote-unquote, easy cancer? Why did I survive through mm. this? How do I move through this heaviness towards purpose? And, When you gained that clarity, when you came through that diagnosis and your treatment, how did you map out those steps for yourself, those next right steps for you, as you found your footing again, to be able to serve
1: in the way that you do? I I would love to say there was a plan. But I am telling you, I had no plan other than a fire of what if I'm not here tomorrow. That's what that's the only plan I had. I literally, I was like, okay, I know I want to coach women in business. I was like, okay, what do I need to do? Okay, launch a website. But the old me, because I had two businesses before this, I was like, I'm not, I didn't care what the name was. I, I was like, put up a picture, put up a bio, put up a button to click. Before that, I was spending all my time trying to build the right website, trying to get the right name. And a lot of people, you know, I know can relate to that. Like, I want to get it right. There was no plan. It was, it, this is happening. And if I'm not here tomorrow, I want to go out feeling I was doing everything I could be doing. Wow. And that's the only plan I had. I said, I know I'm meant to inspire people with this story because I was sharing so much on social media, the messages I were getting from women who were going through similar, some to different varying degrees, because no cancer is the same. No cancer journey is the same. And the conversations I was having with complete strangers to this day, I've never met all over the world. I was like, why is it nobody's talking about this? Nobody's talking about it for whatever reason. And nobody in my life was talking about it. None of my friends were checking themselves. And I was like, the more research I did, the more I was like, one in eight women? Who is anyone going to tell anybody about this? Why am like, I here about this on the street? Yeah, Right? I was like, nobody's talking about this. This is crazy. So I said, if I'm, I have to be the voice if no one else is going to be the voice. So the, only, the plan I had was like, go shout it from the rooftops, whatever it is. And whoever's going to listen is going to listen. Mm. I had zero plan. Mm. I had no plan. I was like, we're going.
0: Get on. We're going. On That's board. it.
1: That's Let's it. Go. That's it. The train's moving out the station. The yeah, train is already out the station. Yeah. You know. Um, and sometimes, I think like just anything we're building, sometimes we, we, we plan too much. And we don't know. We don't know. There's no way to know. The only way to know is in the doing, yeah. right? So now I live in the doing. <laughs>
0: So as you're in the doing, um, my experience is such that wellness had to become such an anchor in my life after oh my, my recovery. And so what does that look like for you? So you're in the doing now. You came through mm-hmm. that very hard season on your body. Mm-hmm. What does wellness look like to you? How do you anchor in your days?
1: Oh, gosh, girl. This is like a never-ending trying to make it happen. Right? But, you, but it, it is. it, And you think... I say this to myself, I'm like, you think that cancer would have made you a lot more diligent than you are right now. But what's funny is when I was going through it, I was the most, I was being, I was healthy before I got cancer, which really gave me a real mind, you know, mess with me. Cause I was like, I don't understand. I'm super healthy. I got it anyways. People are way worse off than me. They didn't get it. What's wrong with me. And then while I was healing, I was very diligent with what I ate and what I did and the meditation, like everything. And then when I came out of it, I had missed all those foods and things. So I was doing the opposite. I was like, give me every sugary sweet ever created. Fries. No fries, fries, but donut ice cream, pizza, burgers, all of it, everything, everything. So now it's, a, it is, it's a con, it is a constant battle with being healthy, knowing that that's the thing that, keep, that keeps me grounded. So one thing I do, I definitely like I work out minimum like four times a week. First thing in the morning, like, I like open my eyes. I hate working out. So the first thing I do is I put on my workout clothes because I know if I don't, I won't do it. Yes. So definitely that gets like the serotonin blow It like everything is right with the world. If I worked out that day. Yes. The other thing I do is I try to eat as clean as I can without making myself crazy and feeling guilty when I don't. Yes. Right. Um, I meditate before I go to sleep, so I do headspace before I, like, when I close my eyes, shut the day down, um, and then, like, before, you know, COVID, it was planning the getaways, like, I love a getaway, a travel, and when you can't do that, that really messed with me for a minute, but then I've rediscovered Ontario, like, I'm in- rediscovering places I didn't even know exist and would never have gone otherwise, like, if someone said, there's a beach two hours from me, I'd be like, who's going to the beach, what are you, to the- like, what Santa- do you even talking about? You can go to Sandbanks San- and it's like the ocean. You're like, okay. what are you saying? First time I've ever been to Sandbanks was like this month. Last month. I was like, where have you been my whole life? How is where right have you there? been? Oh, like, and it's just, so now it's like being near water grounds me. Like I just came back from, like, I, I rented a Airbnb with a business friend and we were like, let's take our meeting to, the, to, to, a, to a, a better location. A and we were like, right on the lake, pink sunsets. I was like this, like, it just brings you back to like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Yes. You know, so planning that time off, making it as fun and as interesting as possible. I love my work, but it's not going to be the only thing that fulfills me. I've realized that over time. Um, so like experiences keep me like, keep me fired, keep me fired up.
0: Absolutely. And something that you shared mm-hmm. that I think is so important for folks who are building new habits is the trigger. So you have your workout clothes just set for
1: you in the morning. Just like roll into just that. there. Like, yes, oh. exactly. You're like, okay, <laughs> these are going
0: on my body. So I actually do this commitment for myself that I know is really good for me. So for those who are listening, like that habit trigger is so key. And in all mm-hmm. these interviews I've been doing for Lessons in Resilience and the folks I've interviewed prior, those three things always think people come back to them is like nutrition, like what feels good mm-hmm. for your body movement, how can you make your body feel good through movement? Like in this launch period for me, I'm watching a program right now, staying oh my stagnant, my spine, I can feel the stuckness. Yeah. So like spending last night doing lots of yoga and just getting that movement back in, um, and then mindfulness and meditation, like that, space that you can create in your mind which I didn't do my meditation this morning so I can feel that chaos coming in mm. but it's the daily things like even if we can get to one thing for ourselves it's so so useful especially in these chaotic times so Monique when you're looking at the women that you're coaching right now and that you have are walking through this season with how are you seeing them adapt to the intensity of covid and what are you what's your advice to people who are Facing hard times in their business and trying to find their footing right now.
1: Mm So, what else say? One, I'll say hi. I didn't see everybody's, but I see. So I recognize some faces. Um, and the person who asked me if I still make jewelry, I absolutely do not. That was like my first entrepreneurial venture, and it taught me a lot. But I have zero desire to make any physical product for myself. Um, and I advise everyone else <laughs> drop is doing with another drop ship through. your life, drop yes. ship your life. But with COVID, you know, it was everyone has gone through so many different feelings in like a day not even in the span of the months but in a day and I was like you know a lot of questions came around from my from my clients just like should I be selling now and what do I do and I was going to launch this thing and I had to really pause because I was like should I be selling now like all of these things and what I realized luckily all good coaches have coaches Yes, right and my coach she's she's been through like the recession of 2008 and a lot losing her entire life Like everything and so she gave me so many great words of wisdom that I could then pass on and it was like Really it was if you're not making any money. How does that help anybody? Mm. If you have a message and you have a purpose and you have a service that can help other people It may not be for everyone for where they're at right now, but somebody out there needs it they're sitting at home they, they ain't got shit to do. They're now having a conversation around, oh my gosh, I've got all of this time to move on my dream. So they're looking for tools, they're looking for coaches, they're looking for like the right type of curated information to give them a shortcut to where they wanna go. So for us to take ourselves offline, I really felt like that was gonna be a disservice. So that is really the, the message that I, I bring to my clients. It's if you've got something that's going to serve and be in service of others, whether that's paid or unpaid, then you need it's your responsibility to be out here. Period. Whatever that looks like. If that means you'll feel better if you do a free masterclass and then, you know, you still have your paid services, whatever, like do a hybrid, but you, we all need to move online now. Like if you weren't before, you ain't, you, you now. You ain't. <laughs> Let's is, go. Let's, right? go. <laughs> Let's go. So, this was great thing to push you into that direction, but also I think it's a great Unfortunate for what the situation is, but it's also like a great lesson in the pivot, like in entrepreneurship. Period it's all uncertainty all the time. Mm-hmm. Risk is all the time. We don't Non-stop. know where the money is coming from all the time. 0%. We don't know, right? We don't know if this team member is going to work out. We don't know if this co- this launch is going to do well. Launches are so hard. They're so hard, and people <laughs> think it's just like, oh, you come on here, you're like, oh, I do the launch. It is a, like two to three months planning your, and then you've got to get, like you said, you've got your health, you got to get your health right, your mental state right, your mental, you got to take care of you so you can show up to do yeah. the stuff. And then you got to go teach the thing. And you have to live
0: the values of what you're teaching, you know? And it's like that is so critical right. as someone who is in business to launch. It's like you can't be peddling what you're not living. And so it's so important. And that's, I think, why your work is so powerful, because you live so authentically what you're putting into the world. And I have to, yeah. There's no way around it, especially mm-hmm. right now. Like, you can, you can smell the bullshit online.
1: hundred <laughs> percent. And people and people are be looking for the bullshit. They yes. are looking for it. So because don't you dare no come no in correct.
0: Traveling, there's no fancy cars. There's, like, none of that that people can hide behind right now. No, it's just you can't go real, take that real. picture with
1: your jet by the plane that (laughs) you rented you know what i mean you can't do that right now you can't do that right now so you so people are like looking hey solita welcome (laughs) today
0: let's see any questions coming in in the comments as well just let us know you'll Um, probably see
1: them on your side i can't see them as much on my side
0: okay they're just giving me
1: like one one little thing at a time instagram um (laughs) So as you are, like, when you were going
0: through that very difficult season, because for a lot Mm. of people, it might not be a cancer diagnosis, but it might be that the pandemic has truly Mm. taken the wind out of their life or other grief. like, Because the thing about the pandemic is life, the regular traumas in life continue. Right. And so when you were in that difficult season, what kept Mm. you going? How did you remain committed to the next
1: step forward to taking that next right step every day? One, I will say my support systems are everything. Um, it was funny cause I did a live today with somebody and we talked about there's the outside support systems and then there's the support systems you create for yourself internally, mm-hmm. right? So one, I had to keep my mind right. I knew the mind and the body are connected. I know if my mind goes off and it's like, it's defeated, it's done, we're over, the body won't heal. And I was coming back healing. I don't care what anybody says. So both of them were so connected that I was like, okay, what do I need to feed my mind in order for me to show up? Because I mean, I'm just somebody I know. I don't like, wh- like I don't like horror movies. I don't like thrillers. I don't like anything bad involving children. Like I don't want to watch that stuff. They're yeah. great. Some of the pieces are, are, are critically acclaimed, <laughs> but my psyche, my body could not take it. I didn't, I couldn't have any angst. So I had to feed my body. So that's like for anybody going through anything, you've got to feed your mind and your body 24 Mm seven. Like, and that, if that means podcasts, audiobooks, YouTube, like the good stuff, the juicy meaty stuff, look at people who've been where you were. I read up a lot about different cancer survivors who are still here. When the doctor said you, you ain't going, you got this much time. You doctors don't know nothing. No, sorry. They know how to make medicines. They know to head, administer. their their diagnosis. They they know what they
0: know. And there's there Thank is another you. element to this.
1: A hundred percent. And it was so, and that's, uh, cancer taught me that, you know, very, very clearly. Because you've got the naturopathic way where the doctor's got something to say. And then the other doctors. Nobody agrees. And Nobody it's agrees. it's
0: interesting, too. I, sorry to come into this. No, point, go ahead. But that both industries just completely deny the other when it's truly like the middle ground.
1: Oh my you God. You have functional
0: medicine, you've got traditional medicine, and the, but there is this aspect of like mindset, energy, what of you're
1: doing. Course. And it of has to be course. both. It has to be both. I don't know how you can do one without the other. It has to be both. So, I mean, girl, you and I to have a whole session on just what the doctors are doing. But it, it also taught me that I have to be the advocate for my own health. I have to be the advocate for what, so regardless of what they're doing, I can't rely on them anyways. I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. Right? So doing my own research, feeding my mind, feeding my body, and then being really conscious of the people who are around me and who I let in that circle. I love my people, but there are certain people who I could not have been around me during that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, their energy's off or they're, or they're, they just always say the wrong thing. They don't want We to. know those people. Right? It's like, I feel bad because I wouldn't know what to always say to somebody with cancer either. However, there are people who still would, are, are worse off than others. So I just, I just had to put, I had to put a shield. I had to put my protective shield. Where only very that few people. Boundary. The boundary. That's it. That the boundary of, listen, this is as far as you can go. I love you when I'm feeling more like I can have a mental debate about something, which was never because you're going through it. Who has time? Then we will, then we will reconvene. But a lot, there's some people I didn't talk to for like over a year. I just couldn't, I had no energy for it. So your outside support systems and you, and what you're creating for your inside support systems are definitely the the pieces that got me through. Mm.
0: And I think this conversation about boundaries is so important because in, in my journey, it was actually not my cancer diagnosis and survival that helped me understand the importance of boundaries because I was still in a manipulative relationship at the time mm. in, in my business. It was another illness a few months later. It was a neurological illness that actually just made my brain go like, I can't function. There's too much stress. There's too much shit. People are, that's happening in your life. You're not, you're not doing your thing that actually made mm. me wake up. And I think some people forget that we get to decide who we let into mm. our life, into our world. Because we've been conditioned to think otherwise. So when, have boundaries always been easy for you? Or like, was it that period of time where you got really good at establishing them? What was your experience with boundaries?
1: I would say I'm pretty good with boundaries in that because I'm so vocal, um, which gets me in trouble. I have
0: learned that. this Gets me in trouble.
1: (laughs) But when the cancer happened, it became even that much more like a non-negotiable. Like you it's I guess I kind of compare it to like my friends who have children they're like Monique my patience is I, this is how much I've got so whatever happens happens to happen in there so it's just like when you don't have the physical or mental capacity to take on any outside forces I found I was a lot more clear with my communication like I would love to have a conversation with you however this conversation I in between like telling them in advance I don't know how long the conversation is going to be ha- gonna ha- gonna last because I don't know how long I'm gonna last this may last 10 minutes It may last five minutes, may last 15 minutes. No, it's not any reflection on you, but I need to take care of me, right? So it did take some communication for sure. I also created a blog, like my, I put it all online. It's called surprise it's cancer. It's still there. And every week people could read what's going on with Monique. This is what's going on. This is what the idiot doctor said. This is what the good doctor said. This is what the good nurses said. This is what, you know, so people kind of came on the journey with me as well. So it helped educate them on how to deal with anyone in their life who may also be dealing with some kind of illness. Um, But it also gave me a really great outlet to say what I wanted to say without it directly being like affecting a person because people take it very personally. Right. So if I say it in a general term, people just knew to like read it and be like, Oh, did I say that to her last time I spoke to her? Was that me? Is she talking about me? 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 (laughs) me?" Right. So I kind of did a little bit under the radar, but the communication piece, it's really, it's all we have.
0: Yes. And I think once we have those boundaries established, it's crazy how much more energy we can get and oh how God. much more space and just grounding we have for ourselves. But I know that that can be a really sticky thing for some folks to navigate because mm-hmm. it was really hard for me when I was younger. But now it's like, here's a boundary. We do, do not cross. Do not pass go. <laughs> it's not,
1: do not. You don't want to. You don't want to pass this. You don't want to do that. No, don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Don't
0: do that. <laughs> so since your recovery, this conversation is around purpose and clarity from hard times. Um, have you found yourself questioning that clarity that you got during that period of time in your journey of building your business? Because that self-doubt can sometimes come up, or has it just been so clear to you since that time? Oh no, doubt comes up path? all
1: the time. Doubt does not go anywhere, guys. Nowhere. <laughs> Every time I do a masterclass and some of you guys have been on there eight, like the day before or the day of, I go to my husband. I'm like, do I know what I'm doing?
0: Is this <laughs> <how> I'm-? He's <laughs> like, you <laughs> do this every time.
1: He's like, you just did it last Saturday. I'm like, I don't know, but, like, I know what I'm doing it's different now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Do I know what I'm doing all the time? I launch anything newly. I send out email. Like I never, I always, the, the conversation is had, but the difference is I bounce back from it faster. Like, I can talk to the voice versus the voice running the show. Like, it'll say something to me. I'll be like, please shut up. Please shut up. I'm in the middle of the launch right now. I can't. I can't with you. I can't with you, voice. Um, that's the difference. The, but the conversation is had all the time. The who do you think you are? And what are people going to think? And, oh, Monique, you're too much. And you're too extra. And this. And I was like, I can't. Like you said, you've got to walk and talk your brand and be who you are. It's like, if I'm gonna tell my clients to come out and be their authentic self, I don't get to hide. Mm
0: -hmm. Even
1: when it's uncomfortable, even when it hurts, even when I don't wanna do it, it's like, I try and hold on to my bigger purpose, Mm -hmm. right? Like right now I do personal branding. I help people be visible. I do brand shoots, all of those things. All of those things are important if you want to be seen because you need to be seen in order for people to hear your message. But my purpose is the message. It's your story. It's women living in purpose. It's you creating legacy for you, your family, and your generations. That is my big why. The other stuff is just the stuff is the vehicle for this for the big juicy piece, right? So I try to hold on to like, Monique, what will your legacy be? What will it be? Is it that you let it take you? Well, because you didn't want to go in the masterclass because you're afraid of the tech and it's going to shut down on the Zoom. <laughs> Or you're going to be afraid to hit record because you forgot to hit record and you didn't, thank goodness you didn't promise the replay because there was no. <laughs> <laughs> I do stuff like that all the time. I get to the end of it. I'm like, so I didn't record everybody, but I didn't promise the replay. So I love you. Bye. You right. right you like-
0: bye. <laughs> You'll get the replay of the next one that you weren't a part of, but it's okay.
1: It's okay right and ashma she's on here she's my tech specialist thank goodness for her she's doing facebook ads for me she's incredible oh my goodness look at that ashma you know live in she's the best she is but ashma don't don't do it like i I don't want to really share you with too many people she's okay but Ashma, let's talk about this you're getting too you're getting too popular everybody (laughs) everybody loves you everybody loves you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think something that you shared there around um like again coming back to living what we're teaching Um, I think that's also something we need people to hear is like that thing that you want to teach, that thing that you want to share in the world. Once you start, you will become that person that you've always wanted to be. Because in this launch journey, even for me, in those moments when I'm down, I ask myself, you're teaching resilience. Are you going to practice your resilience in this moment? And then it helps build me back up. So that thing that you're meant to give to the world, people who are tuning in, do it. Because once you do, you will start living in an even more powerful way that 100%. you've always dreamed for yourself.
1: It's like learning who you know yourself to be, but you didn't know it until you do it. You yes. didn't know it was in you until you, it's like you felt it. But once the proof is in the pudding, right? Like you see yourself do the thing and you're like, oh, I'm that thing. I'm, yes. I'm the thing. I'm, I, I'm the one. Right. So I love that. Yes.
0: And so to wrap it up, cause I'm mindful of our time. Um, how do you choose the people that you work with when it comes to your coaches? Because there are folks that are trying to find their way right now. And I've had so many people ask me, and I talked to, about this with my friends, Hedge last week around therapists specifically, how you choose your therapists. How do you choose the coaches that you work with in your business?
1: Mine are very energetically aligned. So I all of my discovery calls are video for, on purpose. I need to know that I am going to come with 110% of Monique. I mean, that means I'm gonna give you all my energy and all my time, 100%. So you energetically need to be aligned for that. That's one. So I always, I go on vibe, that's one. But two, what's your big purpose behind the whole thing? Money is never the driver. It can't be, it won't sustain. So I, if I believe in what you're out to create and I think I can take you there, then I will do it with you. Whether you're shy, you're an introvert, I'm an extrovert, so I attract a lot of introverts because they're like, I want some of that. But if I believe that you want this, and one of the questions I ask in my questionnaire is like, why now? Why now? What's gonna happen if you don't have this? Oops. That is how I know if you're the one, right? People who are like, take a complete responsibility for their life, for their actions, for how things have been, right? But are willing to grow and learn. And they're like, just tell me what to do and I can get this done. I want this, I need this, like I am building something. Like that, those are the people I want to work with because I know when things get hard, I can remind them of that and it will push them. Mm, yes. Those are my people. Those are my yes. people.
0: Yes. And that the support system we choose around us, the Everything. programs we take, the people we interact with, the coaches we hire, the therapists we work with, all of it is that ecosystem of keeping us well, of keeping the energy oh my high, of keeping our mind in the place it needs to be for
1: us to get to the goals that we want to hit. Wow hundred percent, hundred percent. I love how you said that ecosystem of wellness is all of those people. We cannot get there alone. None of us are standing here alone. I did not get here by myself, cancer or no cancer. Every, there was somebody at every single step of the way that held my hand, cheered me on, picked me up off the floor, reminded me of where I was going, reminded me of who I was, like lent me money, whatever it was, there was somebody there. So be willing to ask for help know where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are double down on your strengths, forget your weaknesses and outsource that bad boy. <laughs> mm.
0: Thank you, Ashima, for letting me outsource my ads
1: to you. <laughs> oh, Ashima, we love you so much.
0: <laughs> but Thank you so much, Monique. This was such a wonderful conversation. And before we wrap up, can you share what's ahead for you? What should people be looking out for? What do you Ooh, want yes. to know?
1: Okay, well, one, everybody come follow me on Instagram, because Instagram is my jam. Yes. That's one. Two, um, I am launching, I just launched actually today, um, The Juice with Mo After Hours. So every Monday, starting next Monday at six o'clock, we're going to do a big giant Zoom call with whoever wants to be there, have conversation, get special guests, all of that, totally free. And then on August the 22nd, I'm doing a free masterclass for coaches, um, Instagram Secrets for Coaches. So That's what's coming up. Amazing. Everybody go check out Monique
0: on Instagram as she shared. And before we wrap up, I'm going to share a little bit about my program. We are wrapping up registration tonight, 1159 PM. Get in it, guys. My masterclass series on resilience and leadership, a four-week program focused on my roots of resilience, community, wellness, impact and identity, work, and can't remember my last one right now because that's just how life goes, but um, (laughs) I'm so excited to have our guests joining us, including Lovia, Jai Jones, Valerie Kord, Deepika Motiala, and Mina B. And if you are looking for a place for having more conversations like this incredible one between me and Monique to find that clarity you need for your next right step, then the next right step is for you. So check it out. Registration closes tonight at midnight. Okay. Thank you so much, Monique. You gave You're us very so welcome. many gems. This was such a blast. And I'm so happy to have met you over yes. IG Live. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Gomal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.com. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website, along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys.
1: Bye.